It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is one of those Buckhead days that we all dream about. It's, uh, as, a, as a radio guy would say, it's 64 and sunny, but you kind of may have to use rose-colored glasses for that. So, This is Michael Moore. I'm here with the Buckhead Business Show this morning. We've got a fabulous guest on the docket for you, but we're also going to talk a little bit about all the fourth quarter activities. You know, bear in mind, we're almost going to go into that last month of the quarter. As one of my associates said this morning, if 2017 has worked out perfectly for you, what are you going to do about 2018? And there is still one month to pull it out, right? So if you're good at math, you can figure out what that percentage is and how it might work out and how much sales do you really need in the next 31 days to make it just what you, you plan it out to be. But today, if you have a great brand, you're in the right place because Buckhead is certainly a great brand. And, and Pro Business Channel is here with the Buckhead Business Association with a 65-year history. They're the co-sponsors of this show. And we're brought to you another Buckhead business, I think, or at least an Atlanta area business. we got Pete Kandalicki with us today. And I'd probably mispronounce his name, but he'll correct me a little bit later because we spend half an hour working on that. It's a Sicilian pronunciation, and he'll give that to you later. But, <laughs> you know, Pete, you're going to talk about branding today, and Pro Business Channel is certainly branding people. We're allowing people to broadcast their brand. We, As we say jokingly or seriously, most of the time, we do create uh, – we turn conversation into content, and that's the most important part to begin to talk about. You've been a friend of the station for a while, so I'm not going to steal any of your thunder about telling us how in the world did you get into branded business, which that's a pretty important thing for businesses to be. Well, it's funny. This is something that uh, I kind of fell into, and specifically my area is brand expansion, brand extension. And, of course, if you're going to know brand expansion or brand extension, you have to know branding. But I fell into it, and that's been my um, kind of my, uh, what's the word, um, my flagstaff, because I've said people shouldn't have to fall into what I do. And so I'm actually, um, you know, I've written a book, which is we're going to get into in a, in a short bit, uh, that's getting published early next, um, next year. And I'm going to be teaching a course using that book so that people behind me can learn about what I do without having to fall into it. Well, now, you just start out with that thing because everybody needs to know a little bit more about what they fell into. You've probably learned a lot of special things as you've accumulated this knowledge. But, you know, as my dad used to say, you are the combination of all your experiences you've had up until this point. So you've had some pretty neat ones. And uh, one of the things that attracted talking to you today is, is I want to talk about the, the, the individual licensing that we all need to have people actually licensing our brand, talking about it every day on the street. So I'm mm -hmm. a brand new business, mm -hmm. and I just, well, matter of fact, I'll share a story. This morning we just had at the Buckhead Business Association, we had the, the king of pops. We had the marketing guy there. And certainly if you're from Atlanta and you live ITP, you, uh, you know all about the growth of that product, which actually started from an unemployed uh, insurance executive who was looking for something to do after the crash. So talk about how you build a brand from the beginning and what you do to, to grow it up. And, and really, I'm going to ask you a little later about how we get involved with this new course you're going to teach. Well, I appreciate that question. And how you build it up from the beginning gets to who are you? Why do you exist? Um, if you can answer the why first, why do you do what you do, then you're probably 50% of the way there. And then the what what you do and how you do it um, gets you closer. But then I would say you add to that an element of ruthless consistency. So represent yourself every day 
every second of the day the same exact way. So that is, um, as an individual, that's your character. Um, it's your voice, you know, and your tone. Uh, but from a brand perspective, uh, it's the visual identity and the consistency of the font or the consistency of the communication. Don't confuse people by mixing it up. Be who you are and everything that you do represent who you are and you will build your brand. People get to know who you are. Okay, I heard, I heard two, two good answers or two good uh, takeaway points there. One, there are no chameleons in branding, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, you should not be a chameleon. That's right. And secondly, I heard this thing, and I have this visual in my mind right now, the Fonz. <laughs> <laughs> the Fonz is definitely a brand. Let's, let's talk about how someone like a Fonz would develop a brand. I mean, we just talked about King of Pops this morning, and you think about these little frozen carts going around with ice cream year-round mm-hmm. in our city. Uh, not ice cream, but pops, mm-hmm. you know, you've got a new business and you need to find some ways to get things done and some ways to have other people begin to tell your story correctly. So what are some of the two true tools and, and, and processes and, and, you know, the more people who tell your story properly, the, the more successful your brand will be? Yes. And I, the first thing is you've got to solve a pain point. You've got to know how your your product, whether it's a service or a physical product, solves a pain point. What is the pain that you are alleviating? You know, I always go back to the story of why did it take, I don't know, uh, 1,400, 1,800 years to put wheels on luggage? I mean, if somebody (laughs) gave me a $1,000 piece of luggage that didn't have any wheels, I'd say, you can have it back, right? Because it (laughs) solved this amazing pain point. So first, you've got to solve that pain point and then communicate how you solve it. That's the why, right? Tell your story, how you got to where you are, and how your product solves that pain point, and do it ruthlessly consistent in each and every way, and and then you will start to build an audience. Well, I think two things about that wheel luggage idea. One is people like to be seen with their very nice luggage in their arms, but secondly, we had porters. Yes. <laughs> and, and airports didn't have as many uh, concourses, and... Uh, and we, oh, we didn't carry as much stuff back in the old days, did we? Yeah, I was thinking like the Roman, the Roman, the, like uh, Caesar and, and those folks who had like, you know, everybody carrying them. Well, they, but. They, they had all the tents and everything else that went with it. But, you know, we are a creature of, uh, of habit to some degree. And, uh, you know, you watch some people, they just carry bigger and bigger briefcases and they still don't have wheels. But, you know, as people look at brands, uh, you know, Swiss Army Knife comes to mind. Uh-huh. You know, definitely. Uh, you know if, you, like Great you said, brand. you got to be consistent, consistent, consistent. It's, a, it's no, normally a black piece of black piece of luggage or a black bag it normally has a, uh, a, a distinctive logo on it which other people try to copy so let's talk a little bit about uh, how people imitate and maybe some people try to rip off your brand once you've done a great job yes they do I, and, and imitation is one of the greatest forms of flattery right <laughs> if is. somebody wants to imitate rip you off you know you are successful um so that should bother you maybe but poorer also, but successful yeah <laughs> yeah you you're going to be upset about it right but but you should know hey i've kind of hit it and in the case of um you know swiss army knife or any, any of these other great brands like starbucks or coca-cola or harley davidson there's normally an emotive connection. You know, there's a point of connection that says this brand expresses, enables me to express myself in a way that I cannot otherwise. And it's typically not just about the product, right? So I don't drink Coca-Cola just because 
I'm thirsty or I want an energy boost or I love the taste. I drink it because it, it helps me express who I am. And I would be the same with a Swiss Army uh, knife brand or uh, some of these other great brands. They, they help us express ourselves. They, they become um, relationships with us. They, I, I think of brands as, uh, as personal relationships. Well, and there, and there are brand extensions. As you said, people really want to be associated with a successful brand. Now, are you getting paid for all these mentions of these brands you're using today? <laughs> a is lot it? of these brands are in my book, so um, <laughs> so in some ways I guess I am. <laughs> well, so this, this is product, product placement today. Yes. You're, you're showing that. Let's talk a little bit about product placement because how do you associate yourself with other successful brands if you're a new vendor or um, uh, an idea person? So the, what you want to understand is what does your brand stand for, right? What, what is your brand's position? In, that, in other words, how does it differentiate itself in the marketplace with your target customer? So you don't care about everybody. You care about your target customer, and you have that point of differentiation with that customer. And how does it do it better than, say, the competition? And once you understand that, then you're in a position where you can start to say, okay, what are those other things out there that are similar to me? So an example, when I worked at Coca-Cola, they sponsored the Olympic Games, right? They were the longest standing sponsor since 1928. Coca-Cola had sponsored the Olympic Games. And the reason they did is because what the Olympics stood for and what Coca-Cola stood for, the overlap was really significant. So they could... Um, connect with people who love the games and were sports enthusiasts or love the idea of the world coming together. And that was a representation of the Coca-Cola brand. So as you think about your own brand, think about those, um, those other brands or those other entities that help you express yourself better. Don't go after something just because it has bling. Make sure it actually reinforces who you who you are and what you stand for. Well, when you say Coca-Cola and Olympics, that, that's a long history. That's almost 100 years of, of, of being associated there. Is it something about maybe not wanting the other brand to take their space? You know, honestly, Coca-Cola doesn't worry about that. They really don't. They, they do competitive intelligence. They want to know what um, their competition is doing. But I guess this is a sign of a true leader. They, they have their own uh, destination, and they are marching to that destination. And they really don't care what the others and frankly the other brand which we, we won't <laughs> name we're in uh, atlanta we cannot mention the other yeah. brand is, we is cannot mention the other brand is that pro business cola yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bbc it's yeah. it's Something on the it's like on that. the rise we're a logo will be really be released later today it'll probably be red and white <laughs> and pete's and in charge of that yeah yeah <laughs> but but they don't they don't the the, the olympics don't actually align with their brand so no. it wouldn't wouldn't fit but, you know, but I was just thinking back, you, talk, you think about things we remember from programs and advertising and telling your story. You know, I, I, I remember that, that song, I'd Love to Teach the World to Sing in mm -hmm. Perfect Harmony. Well, mm -hmm. that, that goes right Be along careful. with their we image. got copyrights here. Yes, you well, I didn't sing all the way. all sing it, yeah. No <laughs> melody. But, you know, they put that in place to, to actually continue that brand process. They were a worldwide brand. And they are served pretty well, I think, in, in 109 of ever how many countries we have on the planet now. Over 200. Over yes. 200. Okay. Well, maybe they're served in 200 because they're bootlegged in everywhere, I'm sure. I think only North Korea and Iran are probably the only two places. Uh, yeah, I, I, maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe there's some been shipped in illegally, but uh, we'll worry about that. So as you, de <laughs> as you develop, or maybe legally, 
uh, it may be the black market's legal in some countries, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as you develop your positioning and as you look to have the uh, the economy embrace what you're trying to do, how do you begin to value the 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 missed opportunities or the missteps as you build a brand? Talk about some of those things. I know they're in your book. Yeah. What I say is um, failure is is a step towards success. And if you don't fail, then you're not actually probably growing like you should be. And the the other thing is, um, you know, we start with, and as you summarized earlier in the beginning of the show, I am, you are, everyone here is a representation. Everything that we've done is a representation of who we are today. So it's not that you fail or that you do not succeed. It's how you recover from that step back, right? And that helps define yourself. So um, assess your position. What did you learn from that misstep? Uh, and how do you embed that and, and make progress? Um, uh, Lauren, who's here with me, knows very well that one of my big things is I want to help educate the world on how to extend brands um, and, and, and to grow uh, their businesses. And I've developed all these self-help tools, and I haven't done a good job yet of getting them to the marketplace. And <laughs> I am not quitting. We're going to get there because it's going to help people. Well, you know, I'm going to give you a plug there for that book. You know, licensing is really getting somebody to buy your book, right? <laughs> um, potentially, Potentially. Yeah. Okay. They're going to carry your brand with them wherever they go. Yes. And maybe yes. you can take credit for those successes. So let's spend a little bit and talk about the book. Okay. You've got, a, you know, a few chapters and you've got a few, a few tips and tricks, uh, traps and, and things not to do. But talk about some of the reasons you, you, st- you took the time to put this into a book. Because uh, taking a book is not the easiest thing. Writing a book is not the easiest thing. And now you're going to the hard part, which is distri- distribution of that book. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's absolutely one of the very hardest things that I've done. And I've have had a few tough challenges along the way in my business career. But, um, and it's taken fully over four years to, to write this. Um, just it's that, that much investment. But, you know, what are the tips, you know, the tricks and all that sort of thing? You know, the point of it, why I wrote this book is because when I launched my company in 2009, which is almost nine years ago, I said, you know, who are the thought leaders in the industry that are are helping folks extend their brands and grow their brands? And unfortunately, when I went to look for what literature was out there, there was really not much. Um, There are some specialists that had written about how to write a licensing contract. And somebody had taken the time to work with licensing for dummies or, or you know, the book for dummies. And let, let me a, guess, that was a yellow and black book, right? Yeah, yes, yes. Which, which is Branding, a, branding, branding. Yes, it's a good brand. But there was nobody who had told the story about this $260 billion industry that is dominated by, you know, professional sports, fashion, uh, huge, you know, corporate brands. Um, there wasn't anything there. And I said, well... If they didn't do it, maybe that's my job. That's a cue for you. I mean, I'm sure you you worked that process. Now, you talked about uh, uh, some of the subject matter. Um, you know, I know you did a lot. You did personal research because working for one of those large large company brands, you, mm-hmm. you've got a good chance to see it work. Mm-hmm. You probably had a chance to sit in many meetings where some things might not have worked as well as they were planned. Uh, that's that's always what did you say about failure a minute ago? It's a step towards success. Yeah, I'm sure we've all had some failures, which we hoped are steps towards success. It depends on how far we bounce and how quickly we get up. So talk about some of the distinctive areas of your uh, of your branding book. And by the way, what's the title of that new book? The new book is called Expand, Grow, Thrive. Expand, Grow, Thrive. 
five proven steps to turn good brands into global brands using the lasso method. Um, and I interviewed more than three dozen uh, industry leaders across all the different industries to get their insights. Yeah. Wow. That's a whole bunch of work. Well, let's take a little bit of a break here and honor the Buckhead Business Association as well as uh, the Pro Business Channel here for putting together a show to talk about businesses which are successful and thriving. And, and Rich, speaking about brands, you know, we've got the uh, Pro Business Channel. That's a uh, PBC Pretty well, it's well known. I get to wear this logo around and, and, and get people to talk about it. But the, the Buckhead Business Association, the BBA, you know, I was this morning, I was looking at what's going on in the uh, marketplace for us. And we have got the uh, North American president for Porsche will be our annual speaker this year at our annual luncheon. Now, right here in Buckhead, you just aren't going to get a chance to visit with that fellow very often, but uh, that'll be pretty cool. So you need to put some time on your calendar and, of course, go to BuckheadBusiness.org, and that's BuckheadBusiness.org, and look at all the events. We have uh, a, a weekly luncheon, uh, excuse me, a weekly breakfast, and then we do some after-hours events, which are a lot of fun. We've got our holiday party coming up, and it's, a, by the way, Rich, it's a members only. We're still members, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No. I was just thinking when you said uh, Porsche, that's a brand. It's not Porsche. Uh, right. right. It's, yeah, it's, it's Porsche. Porsche. <laughs> it's, it's, it's my, as, my, as my children gave me a T-shirt many years ago, Porsche is a two-syllable word. Right. It's yeah. Porsche, and it's it's a lullable in Alabama. And, and I don't know if we have time for your personal brand, Michael Moore, without, oh, Michael the, without the baseball cap, yeah. You know, I went to a public relations <laughs> party last evening, and everybody was – you know, talking about knowing the other Michael Moore personally. I said, what do you mean the other Michael Moore? There's another one? <laughs> I love that. I said, you know, let's, let's take some ownership here. But yeah, I, I'd like to pick uh, Pete's brain on personal branding. I know we're, uh, our middle name is business. We've been talking business. But, um, you know, we had a, a gentleman in recently, one of the world foremost authority on cyber security. Mm. And, um, you know, there's so much going on, not just in, you know, business hacking, but in personal reputation online. Mm -hmm. uh, can you speak to a little bit about, um, you know, social media or uh, there was a great book years ago I read. It's called um, The Brand Called You. Mm. Right. And a lot of it is now um, about, you know, I don't want to say instant celebrity or, you know, the, the uh, personal brand celebrity, but Talk to, can you talk to us about, you know, um, besides corporate branding, uh, what are some kind of do's and don'ts or what are some observations you've experienced in terms of people? Because we, we look at now some celebrities, they can have a long-standing career and one little slip-up and all mm -hmm. of a sudden their brand is completely disrupted. Ooh, and it's right. hard to repair that, right? Uh, absolutely. And and you heard me say earlier, ruthless consistency, yeah, right? Yeah, I so, like that term, yeah. Is that, <laughs> is that trademark or copyright? Well, I want to get that domain name. Hold on a second, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I've, I've learned that from some friends that, uh, work near here, um, and, uh, top rate partners. And I, I, I love those guys and, and, and they're the ones that espouse it. And I agree, but, um, personal branding is all of that, right? So who are you? What do you stand for? And, you know, don't have a mask. Like in other words, I'm, I'm somebody when I'm working and right, I'm right. somebody else when I'm not, you should be who you are every second of the day. And so therefore, you should expect that everything you do could be communicated to somebody at some point. So make sure that what you're doing is consistent with who you want to be. And if you think that on some obscure social media outlet because you signed in <laughs> under a different <laughs> name that it won't come out, um, you're kidding yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, um, right? It's all documented. So just be consistent. Know why you who you are and what you are and just um and don't go off the off the reservation otherwise <laughs> right. you're gonna you're gonna probably hear about it 
Well, behave, behaving is important. We've certainly seen that recently. But, you know, it's always the process of who's looking over your shoulder. And we even think about that new program out there, Wisdom of the Crowd. There is, as you said, there is somebody watching what most of us do every day, regardless of how popular or unpopular we are. So, Yeah, uh, I guess the, the, uh, real quick, um, and we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program in just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, when, you, when you were talking, I was thinking of that personal brand, that transparency. I mean, probably the most glaring example to me is Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is like all in your face out there. I mean, you can't get more over the top. And Michael and I were at the uh, Tony Robbins event, mm-hmm. and um, Tony even came on stage and he said, Gary's Gary, and I'm Tony, you know, and there's very different ex- mm. uh, experience, right? Yeah, well, very much so, and, and, and you sit there, and you almost have to change gears yeah. to listen to people because you have to put your values into the process of what they're giving you, but you also have to interpret it uh, to be part of you. I mean, let, let's talk about that picking up branding ideas from our, not only our competitors, but from our complementers. So is there any section in your book that talks about that? Um. I would say so in the sense that what we talk about is how brands extend. And one of the things that that is driven by that is where do consumers give you permission to extend? In other words, you can't just go where you want to. Consumers have to actually um, give you permission. And then you have to make sure that those permissions are actually consistent with your brand position and your brand promise. So just because you're allowed to go into a particular category, that might be completely wrong for you. It might be completely against what you say you're about. And if you go do it for the short dollar, um, you're going to end up um, you know, hurting yourself in the long term, eroding your brand's equity, and then ultimately hurting yourself. So you know, the, the thing that I heard you just talking about with um, the, the two folks, Vanacek and, and Robbins, is is what came into my mind is um is genuineness right if somebody is genuine and you 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 got your radar up you'll know Mm -hmm. if they're genuine or not then that's fine they should be who they are but if you look at that person you go i don't think anything that they're saying is actually what (laughs) they do then then it doesn't matter if they're consistent because they've they've failed that test oh you're, you're exactly right there when you look at the interpreting again it's through your filters and and in order to take on new ideas it's very important for you to kind of, uh, I won't say uh, tent down your filters, but you have to say, okay, uh, how could that really apply to me? I mean, as you, as you, let's, let's take a little, as we say, I like to do this, and I hope you'll humor me today, a little consulting project here. Take the brand new company. One time they come in to be your new customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how do you begin to start an engagement? Let's talk about how you really apply all the things that you're going to teach us. So the first thing I want to know is their story. I want to know how they got to where they get they got to and and where they want to go. And most of the times brand new companies don't know what their story is. They and they may not know really where they want to go. Um if they do, I'm really pleasantly surprised cuz that's the tough part. It's like who are you? Where do you want to go and how does that solve a problem? So that's the first thing I would do. Uh, guys, real quick, we have a, a question from our online audience about uh, the difference between B two B and B two C branding. Can you can you speak to that? Absolutely. B two B is business to business. B two C is business to consumer. <laughs> Just all right. Dig down. Well, and, that and preferably, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually like H two H. Have you heard that one? H two H. No, it's what, human to human. Human. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah. Which, which is uh, everybody, right? But. Um, 
it's interesting because B2B is important because the people that buy your your um, your products um, in a business-to-business relationship are humans, right? <laughs> so the, re- emotions, relationships, all those things matter. And I think sometimes businesses who sell to other businesses think that that is not that important, but it's everybody's important. Well, that's the Starbucks uh, secret, right? When you get your cup, what does it have on it? It has your name on it. Right? Yep. And, I mean, uh, it, it and seems then, subtle, but wow, right? No, I mean, it's who does right. that? Like, hey, they care enough about me that they've taken the time oh. to write my name down. Well, they ask and they listened to your name. Yes, that's, that's the other right. Part. That's and right. If you come back in tomorrow, what are the odds that they might remember you? Well, um, decent, I think. You know, so the, the, the one do, I go to, there's about a thousand people go. <laughs> right, so so yeah, I'm yeah, sure they, they don't ever try name. to put your last name on the mug, do they? <laughs> 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 yeah, right. It will, it will roll around. Yeah. What's your name, Canalicchio? Canalicchio. What's your name? Can you spell Never that mind. for me? With a, uh, is that with a K or a C? <laughs> so uh, back to branding again. Let's just talk about one more time going back to the Buckhead Business Association and the things that we do. We are here in Atlanta, Georgia, and this morning and this last whole month, we've had the uh, the Fox Theater. Now, certainly the Fox is a brand here in Atlanta. It was interesting. The, the marketing director for uh, special events was there, and they have a new marquee club coming in. You, you create a new name. they got to create a new brand, and they put the Fox logo right beside it. So they're going to be offering some very special stuff for those people who go down to the Fox on a regular basis, and they're mm-hmm. going to give them a private club with mm-hmm. private experience. And then those people who get that experience are going to go out and tell their less fortunate friends. <laughs> <laughs> how, do, how do I get into that marquee club? How do you get into that? <laughs> I so, want to be in that club. So you, you create that feeling of scarcity, yes. or you create that fun, uh, first responder, not first responder, but first adopter. The sure. first adopter. Talk a little bit about how you can introduce clients to new ideas that you want to use to boost your brand to get them to come on board. That that's a great question. Again, I guess I think back to what is that pain point that you're trying to solve? In the case of the Marquee Club for the Fox, it's not necessarily a pain point, but it's a it's a you know an exceptional opportunity, right? So um, for 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 some folks, they're like, hey, I can't ever get into these great plays or um, performances. And then all of a sudden you open this door. So you are effectively solving that pain point for them. And I really think that's the important thing is like it's that aha moment where you go, gosh, I wish I had thought of that idea, but that is really exceptional. The problem is there's a lot of companies out there that are creating these great uh, products and services, but they don't have brand awareness. And that's where brand expansion and brand extension through licensing is huge because if you can find a brand that aligns with your product and service, you can partner up with them and then your product combines with that brand to give you the, all the credibility, authenticity, all of the benefit of your um, your intellectual property, and then the consumer is delighted by it, and everybody wins in that scenario because the consumer gets to consume what they want because they love the brand, and they're delighted by the intellectual property, that, that whatever that thing was that you delivered, and the brand loves it because they're now connecting with consumers in places they wouldn't have been otherwise, and of course the company with the product now has a lot more sales to the tune of two or three or four. In fact, I, I said two or three or four times that yeah. in, a, in, a, in a presentation I made a, about a year ago, and one of the gentlemen in the presentation said, actually, my company licensed a brand, and we had a tenfold increase in revenue because of that brand association. So it can be that high. That sounds like Power Rangers or Mickey Mouse somewhere there. <laughs> it, it was a Disney-related brand. All right. So now we've talked about how you can increase margin, you can increase uh, revenue, you can increase all that good stuff. Let's talk about the other side of the coin, which is the nonprofits in our marketplace. Mm-hmm. I know you may or may not participate in nonprofit consulting, but I suspect you have some uh, 
uh, special things you like to do. And so talk about how you can make a brand, make a brand out of a nonprofit that actually helps your constituents take it to the marketplace for you. So I had the privilege of actually um, serving on CEOs Against Cancer with the American Cancer Society for a cool. number of years. I did that from 2012 to about a year or so ago. And I loved helping them because what they represent is eradicating one of the world's worst diseases. And it's actually hundreds of diseases, but they mm -hmm. all come under the banner of cancer. Well, that one word is pretty powerful. <laughs> yes, and we all have been touched um, in some way. My father died of cancer, um, but, uh, but if not a, a family member, it's usually a friend who's been affected. In, and hopefully they're living today, but a lot of times they're not. And so for, for me, I was you know very supportive and still continue to be supportive of how the American Cancer Society can connect in ways that will help bring more resources in to grow um, their, um, you know, grow their, their, their size so they can actually defeat this horrible disease. And part of that was um, helping them to uh, extend their brand and think about how they could extend. And one of the things that we had talked about, I don't know that they've done it yet, is putting a, like a certification on, like you see with the American Heart Association, mm -hmm. right? So if you go into a drugstore and you're looking for a type of um, sunscreen, you would see one or maybe two that had American Cancer Society seal of approval. That's right. That would help you tremendously in knowing that that was the one to choose. And that's a way for American Cancer Society to get the brand where they're not today yeah. and get tremendous amount of royalty revenue to help them with their cause. A much better, a much better uh, a, a public face, and that, that goes back to the licensing. They're actually licensing their brand. Yes. And to, to be out there with most of them. And I hope they'll do that. I well, think it's, I we, think it's, uh, it's interesting. We at Pro Business Channel, back in the fall, we, we were exposed to a nonprofit called Team Rubicon. It was working with all the uh, disasters and all the relief situations. And this is actually a veterans organization. They're going out and, and helping bridge the gap between the disaster and the reconstruction and the reorganization that occurs after that. So we, we started a website called AtlantaBusinessCares.com. And, and, and direct all the proceeds toward Team Rubicon because we used our brand, although they're not paying us for that. We don't need to pay for that. That's our give back. So go to AtlantaBusinessGears.com, and you can, you can support Team Rubicon. So here we are today, about to wrap up the show. I've got one question I want to focus on just for a moment so I don't miss it. Um, you mentioned that you had, uh, you're very successful at what you do. You've gotten people to 2, 5, and 10, and even more X their revenues. You've written a book, which is, boy, that is an, an accomplishment yourself. You're now launching that book, and you slipped in that little comment about, I'm going to be offering classes. So people don't have to retain you for the long-term consulting agreement. They can come listen to some of the stuff. Maybe you even might lead a book club. <laughs> on reading your book. That might be an easy way to leave class. Where are you going to teach this class? I'm teaching at Mercer University's Stetson School, and I'm really excited about it. It'll actually be an online um, class, so anyone in this room could actually probably take ah. it. You have to qualify to be a student at Mercer, so um, I'm, I'm hoping that, that that won't be too big of a hurdle. But no, and all jesting aside, I'm really excited because we're going to uh, take the time and actually teach about how brands extend, brands expand. And uh, this lasso method I co-created with a gentleman named Mark DeSoma um, from New Zealand, who's a brand strategist. And I think it's going to be a ton of fun. On top of that, um, under PeteCanalicchio.com, I'm creating what I call a lasso academy. And that will enable folks who can't go to Mercer University to also learn how to um, become a brand licensing expert and to either do it for themselves or for, for somebody they work for. Okay, so you slipped in a little bit of commercial. So how do they get in touch with you? 
Um, best way to reach me is um, go to PeteCanalicchio.com, and then there's a contact uh, place for you to sign, put your name in. And, and while you're there, if you go to PeteCanalicchio.com forward slash expand, grow, thrive, you can uh, get a free uh, download of Chapter 1 of the book. All right, so there's another, another, another commercial for Expand, Grow, Thrive, and it's probably available on Amazon already? Um, it is. The book comes out next year, so, uh-huh. but they have already have it posted. So, yeah, just Google that on, uh, and, or go into Amazon, and you will see their page. Well, you think it would be possible maybe for Pro Business Channel to host your first book signing? Gosh, I would love that. All right. Well, Please ask pick, me back. Let's <laughs> pick a date. Let's pick a time. So we've been here with, with Pete, and he's actually shared a lot, of good jo- a lot of good things with us that we probably could practice throughout the rest of our branding process, including uh, renting our brand to others so we can call it licensing. Uh, of course, we just talked about the Fox, who've been a great supporter of the Buckhead Business Association. We talked about the Buzz, Buckhead Business Association, and by the way, that's BuckheadBusiness.org. For those of you out there on the online community, you can look us up, look up all the events. Of course, we're here at Pro Business Channel. My name is Michael Moore. We've had Rich Casanova on the Magic Keys today, making this the best show of the week. And so it, we look forward to seeing you at our next show very much. Anything to wrap up with, Rich? Um, no, I just I love this conversation. I love the idea of releasing a, a chapter one as a teaser. That's a genius idea. I don't know who came up with that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Must, must have been a branding guy. <laughs> I'm looking at your uh, your counterpart here. Maybe yes. she, I think it was probably her idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, we're, I know we're out of time, but I, I, I was thinking about that idea. You could almost release uh, a chapter like on a subscription service or some type of uh, model form along that line right how many how many chapters in the book there are um 10 chapters yeah. a prelude and an epilogue so 12 all together 12 so once a month that's once a month there yeah, you go you get <laughs> I, I see instead of a 1995 or 2995 <laughs> this is now 129.95 subscription go for it gosh i love that guys <laughs> that sounds like a all really right, so great this, idea we're wrapping up the buckhead business show today it's been a pleasure to be with you today pete we've got a lot of good tips so rich let's take us out thank you for joining us and our guests on the pro business channel Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.